Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you are all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your host, and I am thrilled for you to join us live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. Today is our very special show, Empower Your Life with Love Fridays, Unity and Healing Our Relationships. But before we jump in, let's just delight ourselves in a love light meditation. This is your special time to be here now and tune in to the present moment. Our breath is powerful, calming, and relaxing. So quiet your mind, close your eyes, and we'll take three slow, deep cleansing breaths on the count of three. One, inhale, exhale. Two, inhale, exhale. Three, inhale, exhale. Continue breathing at your regular pace. Imagine a big cloud of vibrant white light. Immerse yourself in this energy and see yourself glow from within. Feel the energy of love, peace, and joy. This is who you really are, the source of love within, your natural state of being, unchanging, stable, and eternal. Take a moment to bathe in this calming, healing energy of pure divine love. Commit to being light. Now put your attention on your heart. Love lives here. Gently whisper, I am worthy. I am light. I am love. Let it be so. And on the count of three, bring yourself back. One, two, three. And so it is, and we give thanks. Revisit this place as often as you like to remind you of your shining love light within. Again, our show today is an exclusive Empower Your Life with Love Friday's Unity and Healing Our Relationships. How can we live in harmony? How can we heal our relationships? How can we appreciate our commonalities and respect differences? In our current state of affairs, we've witnessed much discord with the need for healing and harmony. We've been fractured with our human selves, alienated, isolated, disconnected. But there are many who've united in peace and love, raising consciousness and coming together to promote healing for all. There's a profound quote, meaningful quote by Buddha. He who experiences the unity of life sees his own self in all beings And this speaks volumes to humanity and our whole concept of oneness. My contention and heartfelt belief is that love is the answer to all human problems. And the essence, love is the essence of who we really are. Our natural state of being being that brings us harmony, stability, and peace. You know, in our New international bestseller, We're All in This Together, Embrace One Another, compiled by Vicki Winterton and myself, with 24 amazing visionary authors with moving stories of inclusion, resilience, compassion, humility, and humanity. Our title in itself is a deliberate and true clarion call for action. And I reflected on the village connection. And I invite you for a moment to think about the village, the people, the places where you really feel a sense of home, a sense of belonging, acceptance, real connection and support, a place where we can truly be ourselves. In each segment of our show today, 
I will select various questions from listeners that are applicable and relevant to us all that highlights uh, things of awareness, self-awareness within the context of our relationships. But it is imperative to remember that it's not necessarily about the other, but how loving we are to ourselves and how we are reflecting our state of being to others that can result in unity or disharmony. Let's take a look at the first question. At work, I found myself in agreement with the group that took a stand on something that I knew in my heart was not right and created disharmony and alienated other workers. This bothers me, and I have a hard time facing myself. Why? Why did I do this? And how can I reconcile this inner conflict? This is a great question, and I am grateful to the listener who provided this question for us to explore. Perhaps we've all been in situations where we were in agreement with the group against others, a cause, an issue, and joined in based on fear, fear of uh, being rejected, uh, fired, uh, not accepted. You know, I've been on that other side, standing alone (laughs) and knowing, and I know what that feels like on that road less traveled. But whether we're at work or home or in our families or social settings, we have a tendency to go along to get along and side with the group, even though it may be detrimental to others or go against what we really believe and know is right. This groupthink mentality reflects the need to, let's say, fit in, belong, be accepted and approved by others, and to not be at risk of being an outcast or or even disliked by others for being noncompliant. But there's a price that we pay for this. Let's examine uh, the consequences. First, let's look at ourselves. Take a deep look at ourselves. I think uh, the worst thing is to be out of harmony with ourselves, out of this wholeness, this innate wholeness of who we really are. And the consequences of these kinds of actions breeds disharmony within ourselves. And at the end of the day, you have to look at yourself in the mirror. You have to listen to those self-condemning thoughts of resentment associated with going against what you believed was right, was uh, what you believed was right uh, and not taking a stand. And as the listener indicated in this question, how do I resolve this inner conflict? You know, the... Um, how, first of all, let's look at it in two aspects. First, how you feel about yourself is very important. Second, the action of the group with your participation promotes disharmony and uh, working in the best interest for the group for the greater good of the whole. What is important is that even though one engages in this groupthink mentality, I believe that this can result in a lack of trust among the participants. And, you know, you come to think, well, if you did this to someone else, maybe I'll be next. And, of course, if you think about those experiences that you've had where you kind of sided with the group against what you knew was right, you know, how did it really make you feel, you know, uh, to know that, uh, We brought disharmony and lack of unity, whether in the family, workplace, or whatever setting. And uh, there's a burning, perhaps, need, like with this listener, this inner conflict, to try to reconcile what we've done. Let's now consider solutions and prominent things. You know, we've talked about why we uh, have a tendency to 
agree with the group or go along to get along. But before you make vital decisions, I think it's important to take time to reflect, to reflect, you know, to think about the consequences of your actions and to pay attention to how you feel. I think this is the litmus test. Uh, uh, when we don't, when we make rash decisions and rush to judgment, we're not really doing any kind of self-reflection or thinking about the consequences for ourselves and the effect that it will have on others. Give yourself time to consider possibilities. Perhaps you can uh, uh, bring to the table other alternatives for consideration. You know, sometimes with the groupthink mentality, there's kind of one set way of looking at things. We look at things in this box, but outside there are all kinds of options and, 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 and other considerations to really uh, bring forth and put on the table. You know, the illusion of fitting in is really just that. I think it's important to ask yourself, why is fitting in so important? This requires self-introspection, again, and self-reflection. You may be able to see a pattern in your behavior. You know, we're, we're ultimately responsible for our own actions, and, and we have to live with ourselves. I think it's important to understand that each day, even though we do things or, uh, or make certain decisions, each day is an opportunity to make things new and begin again. We don't have to live with regrets or beat up on ourselves for uh, the bad decisions that we made or, or not being in harmony to bring forth other options or solutions to a particular problem, but each day is a new day and an opportunity to step forward. You can take a stand for what is right and for what is best without a fight or judgment of others. You know, power, as I look at power, uh, I remember reading a, an, an old book about quiet power. Uh, and that's so important. You don't have to be boisterous or demanding or judgmental or thinking ill of others. It really is about you making it right. You coming to terms with yourself and the decisions that you make. Even though the decision has been made within this context of the situation, consider how to rectify it. You know where you are. You know the context of the situation, whether it's home, family, social situations, or at work. You know the right opportunity where you can perhaps present your uh, 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 option, a new alternative or whatever, or perhaps if you're at work to talk to your boss about it or whatever, or even a trusted friend or colleague. And, you know, what I found is that a lot of times other people feel the same way that you feel, but they're doing this, they're taking the same action, uh, going along with the group just to be approved and to, to fit in. So uh, learn from this. And use this as a, an empowering learning experience for future actions. Again, I think it's important to take to heart how you feel. Would you rather be respected for being authentic and truthful or popular for fitting in? It really is all about you. And we, when we do things in love, it truly makes a difference. I really appreciate this question from our listener who dared to come forth, you know, to bring this situation for us to really look at as a whole. And again, uh, it's relevant to all of us. I know I've been in situations and, you know, on one hand, I've had situations where I may have sided with the group and gosh, I didn't feel good about that. Because at one point in my life, I felt like I had to be a people pleaser to fit in. But there's a price we pay for that. There's also uh, the opportunity to engage in journaling. You know, journaling is a fantastic way for you to have those private conversations with yourself. 
an, an opportunity for you to go deep within and journal about your feelings. And at the end of the day, consider your interactions about the choices that you made. What did I do? Am I, was I satisfied? What could, I, done, what could I, I have done differently? You know, so it's an opportunity for you to reflect. You don't have to beat up on yourself or engage in critical self-judgment. Uh, really think about and rectify within yourself. What is it that I could have done or need to do different, differently? Reflect on the, the day. At the end of the day, it's always a nice opportunity for us to take note of our interactions with others. You know, what brought satisfaction? Uh, what made me feel good? What made others feel good? You know, visualize yourself responding differently with different outcomes. The outcome that you would like that would benefit not only you in terms of being in harmony with yourself, but for the greater good and the good of the whole. And make those appropriate revisions. You will see that this will make a difference in your life. And I'm so grateful for this listener again for uh, sharing this question because I think we can look at ourselves and our lives today and we see this whole, you know, groupthink mentality, you know, going along with things that are not true, you know, uh, and sometimes knowing <laughs> that it's not true, but we go along with it. We do a disservice to ourselves and a disservice to our other to others. But most importantly, I think you have to really look at yourself. It's all about you, how you feel, what you're doing in the best interest of yourself and for the good of others. You don't have to uh, continue down this path of, you know, making decisions, people pleasing, uh, uh, going along with the group. We can always make a change. And each day is an opportunity for a new beginning. I'm so grateful. Uh, I'd like for you to reflect on situations before we move into break, situations that relate to uh, this particular question by the listener. You know, whether you're in a situation now, <laughs> at work, at home, in a social situation or whatever, you know, reflect on it. Reflect on situations that you've been involved in, you know. Take that special time. It's nothing greater than going deep within yourself and searching for your answer, which is what you know in your heart is right. Uh, so as you reflect on uh, your own uh, experiences and questions that relate to this one, uh, we're I think we're going to be up for a uh, commercial break. So don't go away. We will be right back with more on our special Empower Your Life with Love Fridays, Unity and Healing Our Relationships with Yours Truly. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish consciousloving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish consciousloving.com. Com, or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. 
Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. And enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Ascension expert Judy Satori's Ascension Library will activate your true soul and human potential. Access a selection of audio-based meditations, energy transmissions, and live-streamed video events. Transform your reality with popular programs such as The Transcripts of Mary Magdalene for heart-opening, beautiful, to radiate your inner beauty and the body-balancing and physical regeneration pathway to become more energized. Ignite your spark and live a life of passion and purpose. Explore membership options to activate a five-day free trial. Visit ascensionlibrary.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean-Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie, with our special show, Empower Your Life with Love Fridays, Unity, and Healing Our Relationships. And in our first segment, uh, we brought forth a question uh, from a listener who uh, indicated that they took a stand on something that they knew in their heart was right, which created disharmony. Uh, and alienated others. So we talked about possible solutions and things for this particular question. And, uh, uh, you know, when we know, when we do things from our heart, uh, we know that we're doing what is right. And we talked about the importance of engaging in self-reflection and taking things to heart uh, and taking the time to consider you know, uh, other alternatives. Uh, and perhaps it's an opportunity to bring forth other things to the group. One of the things that I like to highlight also uh, from as a result of this question is the importance of seeking truth, because I think uh, sometimes we go along what's false and we're not aware of uh, the decisions that we make. Perhaps we don't have the information or whatever, and we go along without seeking truth. And I just want to highlight some points that I, uh, uh, from an article that I wrote, the importance of seeking truth. And as Rumi says, that which is false troubles the heart, but truth brings joyous tranquility. That is so true. The knowledge of truth is empowering and it guides us to purposeful living. And we're shaped by our values and beliefs that may be questioned with the quest for truth to give meaning. And I highlight uh, certain points. Be sincere. You know, sincerity is an ingredient in the recipe of love that I talked about. And it builds character, gives you a sense of purpose and help you live with integrity with yourself. And I think that's what harmony, inner harmony is about, being in integrity with yourself. You know, this involves practicing practicing self-restraint by, you know, really uh, 
uh, and encouraging honesty, building trust, fostering deep connections with others. We become better for ourselves and more compassionate with others, which extend to other areas of our lives as we're more sincere. To adopt a critical thinking mindset. You know, truth-seeking opens the door to a fresh outlook. And critical thinking enables us to be objective, achieve clarity, be fair, and engage in creative problem-solving and informed decision-making based on observation, collecting relevant facts, questioning, reasoning, and reflecting. Truth brings you harmony, in harmony with yourself and congruent with your thoughts feelings, and actions. So adopt a critical thinking mindset and try to incorporate that into your daily life. It'll give you a wider view and shape how you relate and interact with others. Another aspect of truth, be your own yardstick. Be true to your values. That should be reflected in your actions. Have a vision for your life that encompasses your dreams, goals, and lifestyles you desire. Measure yourself by your own yardstick to achieve personal satisfaction and fulfillment. And uh, keep a healthy balance. That's another recommendation. A balanced lifestyle helps you maintain physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being and adopt standards for living that enhance quality living. I think this preserves your energy. You become less scattered, and you can operate from a different vantage point. Again, pay attention to how you feel. Know what you need to let go of. What adds value to your life? Be your authentic self and manage your life with purpose. And most importantly, live your truth. What beliefs and principles influence how you live? It takes courage to be who you truly are. Adhere to higher standards of accuracy. And as quoted by Einstein, the ideals which have always shown before me and filled me with joy are goodness, beauty, and truth. Embrace all of who you are and live as your most authentic self. And this can be truth. Living from truth is a strong moral compass that gives us freedom and brings peace to our soul. And I think that's so important as the listener uh, with that first question talked about, you know, how can I resolve this inner conflict? So truth helps us in terms of being in harmony with ourselves. So again, I thank the listener for uh, sharing that question. Now, let's take a look at the next question. I have a tendency to be defensive and think that I'm always right. How can I change? It is exhausting, and people now avoid me. This is a great question that poses interpersonal challenges. For our listeners, I would like for you to Reflect on an interaction, just take a moment, an interaction or encounter with a person who had an inflated ego, very defensive, always trying to prove their right, even at the expense of others. Perhaps it was you. How did this interaction make you feel? What was the outcome? You know, defensiveness inhibits communication. It inhibits being attentive to others and really listening to others and developing those that deep, wholehearted connection with other people. And it deteriorates relationships if we're defensive. You know, we all have a desire to be seen and be heard, but defensiveness causes disharmony and it shuts down communication. It makes others feel defensive. You know, perhaps you've been in situations where you're around people who uh, uh, are very defensive and all of a sudden it triggers you and you find yourself, you know, responding just the same uh, and taking your quick stand on what you feel is right. And, of course, this blocks 
uh, healthy interaction and communication. So I think we have to be aware of our own triggers. Uh, and we see that as we're in relationships with other people, you know, they're kind of mirrors for us. And it, there is a tendency to kind of reflect, you know, those inner shadow points within ourselves that are brought out as a result of these interactions. Let's first examine defensiveness. Why are we defensive? And we see that a lot. People taking a stand and being defensive, not really hearing what others are saying, not allowing others to express themselves. Defensive behaviors are common, common responses when people feel attacked. They feel the need to protect themselves. And what happens, they deflect blame. They don't really take full responsibility for, uh, uh, for themselves and their actions. They always, they're always looking for you know, ways to blame the other person. They take everything personal. You know? So here, uh, this inhibits problem solving. It, def- it, it inhibits effective decision making. And one may feel the need to belong at whatever cost. Uh, Because sometimes when people feel defensive, it's like, I need to be heard. I need for you to, you know, believe what I'm saying, agree with me, you know, because I have a need to to belong, to be a part of of this group uh, situation, or I want you to accept me, and I will do it at whatever cost, and that may be uh, the result of being defensive. And according to Associate Professor Woodyett, there's research that shows, he, he really talked about research that shows that defensiveness is strengthened by negative social responses, but it is reduced when people feel secure in their group identity, respected, and valued. It creates blind spots in making decisions when we're defensive. So I think this is so empowering because, uh, uh, as I indicated earlier, you know, that defensiveness can trigger uh, similar responses in other people. But if we create an atmosphere where we feel respected, we feel, feel that we can share our thoughts and opinions. And even though you may not agree or whatever, but I think that it uh, it enables one to be heard, and perhaps and perhaps many of you have been in situations where, you know, maybe you were staunch on a belief about something, and as a result of really listening and hearing what the other person had to say, it kind of changed your the way that you looked at the situation, gave you a different perspective. We can disagree with the views of others but provide opportunities for them to express themselves. For the person who is defensive, perhaps there's some truth to what they're sharing. But haven't you been in those situations where uh, even though perhaps there's some truth in it, it's the way they present it that's a turnoff. And again, it shuts down communication. Let's examine some solutions or prominent themes. For the defensive person, as our listener uh, uh, shared their question and really admitted in honesty that they're defensive and that it, it's, it's, it's shutting down relationships and people don't really want to interact. And we don't want that because we want to really feel that sense of connection and not be responsible for shutting others out and shutting down communication. So step back. Take a pause. Separate yourself without becoming intertwined in the situation. Again, uh, I shared earlier that, and from research, that offensive people, defensive people, you know, they feel, you know, really like they're really, they own the situation or they take it personal, like it's about them. And it's really not. It's not about you. And it's so important to listen to others and deeply connect and experience that wholehearted connection with others. This is time for us to use our emotional intelligence and deepen the practice of love in our lives. 
And I like to highlight two ingredients in the uh, spectrum of love, good temper and humility, and also the power of silence. And these are two ingredients out of the nine ingredients that I talk a lot about uh, in the spectrum of love. But for this particular situation, being defensive or whatever, I think these two qualities of good temper, temper and humility can be helpful. So practicing good temper. And when we're in good temper, we're not easily ruffled, provoked, temperamental, or have a touchy disposition. Henry Drummond quotes, we are inclined to look upon bad temper as a very harmless weakness. We speak of it as a mere infirmity of nature, a family facility, a matter of temperament, not a thing to take into very serious account in estimating a man's character. And yet here, right in the heart of this analysis of love, it finds a place. And Henry Drummond says, condemn it as one of the most destructive elements in human nature. And we can see how having bad temper, easily ruffled, not being open to listening can have an effect on our relationships and unity with others. In my article uh, uh, that I published in Savannah East, Cultivating a Loving Spirit, I highlight good temper. And when we're in good temper, we bring clarity to the situation. We're non-reactive. That's one of the things that I highlighted. Be non-reactive. And and non-reactive is not being a doormat or non-assertive. It enables you to be in control and take time to choose how to respond without confrontation. And it enables us to draw on that inner essence of love, peace, and joy. We don't have to fan the flames and engage in situations that may be volatile and explosive. Then humility, another ingredient of love. Humility, the key to better relationships and happiness. And I talked about this in another article that I wrote. Being in humility with self, others, and in service. Humility is not thinking so high of yourself. You know, let's take a look at humility versus pride. Pride focuses on others' failures, self-righteousness, being overly critical and fault-finding, thinking that everyone is privileged to have them around. Humility, uh, we have a sense of our own need to grow, to be compassionate, forgiving, to look for the best of other, in others. And we seek to win people, not arguments, and not be judgmental. We remain teachable. And of course, silence. You know, sometimes it's nice to just step back, take time to be silent. It helps us discover our own truth, that divine essence of love within. Uh, it enriches our relationships with self-discipline and self-control and empathy. And it can deepen our connection with the world and help us experience the oneness of all that is. When we're more peaceful and astute observers, we are more attentive and we have more peaceful relationships. And it's, uh, I think we're up for another commercial break, so don't go away. We'll be right back with more on our special Empower Your Life with Love Friday's show, Unity and Healing Our Relationships. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book. We're all in this together. Embrace one another. An anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace one another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Ascension expert Judy Satori's Ascension Library will activate your true soul and human potential. Access a selection of audio-based meditations, energy transmissions, and live-streamed video events. Transform your reality with popular programs, such as The Transcripts of Mary Magdalene, for heart-opening, beautiful, to radiate your inner beauty and the body balancing and physical regeneration pathway to become more energized. Ignite your spark and live a life of passion and purpose. 
Explore membership options to activate a five-day free trial. Visit ascensionlibrary.org. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. And enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish consciousloving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish consciousloving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at yahoo.com and now back to love light well welcome back you've been listening to love light living in the spirit of love i'm your host dr Jean marie and today is our very special show empower your life with love fridays unity and healing our relationships and um we addressed the question in the first, the second segment about the listener who indicated they were very defensive, always wanting to be right, and how it's a turnoff for others and resulting in avoidance behavior from others. And I just want to highlight as we move on to the next question, in conclusion, that do I want to be right or happy? And operating from the ego is unhealthy and it makes us fearful and defensive. It's an unhealthy arrogant and way of responding and some and also in reference to us feeling this sense of self-importance so operate from the heart the place of love as indicated by those self-empowering ingredients of love that I shared earlier in that second segment good temper humility and sometimes it's beneficial just to be silent uh, before we you know move toward making a decision or responding and journaling can also help us be more reflective uh, to gain insights about our behavior so that we can make other choices. I'm going to address the third question from our listener. I find it difficult to deal with people who are different from me, who do not share the same values and beliefs. I also have my own fears about being with people who are different. This is a wonderful question. And from our listeners, I'd like for you to think about a situation or people whom you fear being around. If you had an encounter that made you feel this way, from where did your beliefs originate? Are you open to challenging your beliefs and consider possibilities? 
You know, we've all been ingrained with familial, institutional, religious, and cultural beliefs. You may find yourself disliking people for absolutely no reason at all. But it is up to you to determine your level of openness to connect with others. You know, while being while our well-being and, and safety are at the forefront of our lifestyles, we can take small steps to connect and experience a deeper connection, and enrich our lives. When we're in fear, we isolate, separate, and disconnect from our fellow humans. And when we're in love, we, we, we open our hearts to experience more and ameliorate our fears. Let's look at solutions and themes. When you see people who are different, observe and see what you have in common that may bridge the gap to fear. You may find that you're not so different after all and become more comfortable. And I'm going to highlight some vital points from my article published in Savannah East, How to Bring Healing and Harmony to Our Relationships. Accept people for who they are. Our uniqueness and diversity brings value and enrich ourselves, our communities, and ultimately extend out to the world at large. We can benefit from life lessons and the collective wisdom of others. It's important also to seek common ground. Focus on what is similar as opposed to what is different and look for commonality. Common ground is the backbone for unity. Share feelings and insights and explore concerns with others. This enables us to be more open. Common ground opens the door for engaging dialogues, understanding, and building trust. Manage your behaviors. You know, we're responsible for ourselves. As we strive to be our best, we can regulate our behavior by managing our emotions and, and monitoring our thinking patterns and and, and make healthy choices. And let love be the healer. Love is our greatest and most viable gift to ourselves and others. It can heal, unite, and touch everything it encounters, whether instantly, subtly, or gradually. And it is said that we either operate from love or fear. And a quote by Joseph Swartz, do what you fear and fear disappears. I think that's so important. This takes courage. And you consider taking small steps that make you feel comfortable. You know, there are all kinds of opportunities that are available for us to connect with others. And I know as a result of my own travel ventures, I made a vow to myself to be present with myself and in my connections with others, to develop wholehearted connections with other people. And it really paid off, you know, it, it enabled me to connect more, uh, it enabled people to really be concerned about my well-being and provide all kinds of opportunities for me to connect and integrate within different cultures and have lifetime memorable uh, and transformational experiences. So there's another question that we want to take from our listener. I think this will be our last question. Uh, I live in a community that is totally segregated. I was raised this way and feel safe. I engage in discussions in which I verbally agree with the group and participate in acts of segregation. But I feel a disservice to my children. You know, what, what can I do about this? This is a wonderful question, and I applaud this listener for really trying to step outside the box to make it, you know, to create a better world for the children. Despite this listener's experience, there's a desire to help the children, her children, and navigate in the world. A befitting quote that I came across, letting go means to come to the realization that some people are part of your history, but not a part of your destiny. They're questions that I like for us to reflect on. Are you really ready to make different choices? How intense is the inner conflict? What is your level of comfort with issues of social diversity 
you know, these issues that you should consider. When we operate from preconceived notions, we look for ways to live it out and prove it. And, and, you know, this can be unhealthy for ourselves and others. Diversity is central to our lives, and we have to have that respect for others. As we look at what influences our children's behavior, you know, parents, family members, teachers, child care workers, they're all a part of our children's lives. But as we spend more time away, uh, as children spend more time away from families, they come up with their own judgments and opinions. And research shows that those who grew up in diverse neighborhoods attend diverse schools, express less racial prejudice and more supportive of multiculturalism. As a solution or theme for this question, cultivate a desire for lifelong learning. Stretch yourself and do something different that may be initially uncomfortable, but have the courage to take those small steps. Look for credible resources, books, activities, and experiences that will enable you to grow. There are all kinds of books, great books on diversity and experiences that you can really, you know, share with your children and engage in empowering discussions. There's a resource, Embrace Race website. Let's raise a generation of children who are thoughtful, informed, and brave about race with webinars and resources that are helpful. So thank you to this listener for this question, uh, for helping us to explore. We can all be a catalyst for change. You know, thank, I, I really, as we move toward closing our show, I'd like to thank our listeners for, uh, uh, the listeners for sharing those questions. Uh, I'd like for you to access the article that I published in Savannah East, Unity and Healing Our Relationships. And I'm going to gift uh, my ebook my Love Light Reflection Journal to the first eight people who email me with insights about this particular show. Tune in next week for our show with Guy Finley, The Beautiful Purpose of Our Relationships and How to Fulfill It. Visit the blog page of my website for your weekly love practice exercise, www.genefairsjourney.com. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. I'm Dr. Jean Marie Ferris, your host, coming to you from Voice America. And remember, an empowered self is a loving self, and keep your love light shining. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Ferris again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.